You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we're deep diving into the iOS 14 update. What is it? What does this mean for you? What changes are happening? And most importantly, what you can do in your business to help you sell more on your online store. Before we dive in, if you enjoy this episode, please like, share and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. Plus, it will help other online store owners find the information they're looking for. So just recently, we have had the pleasure of Karen coming back from maternity leave. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and while she was away, we always we never seemed to have the right time to have babies. When I had a baby, we had COVID uh, happen. When you had a baby, Apple decided to bring out their iOS 14 update. Apple, Apple get it. And everyone in the industry was kind of the sky is falling. Everyone was really worried about it. But you kind of had to just... See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Off to have a baby. So you're back from maternity leave. And as timing has it, it's kind of perfect timing because last week in Australia, so around the, so we're recording this in early May. So we've just started to see the update starting to roll out for us Aussies here. And so what this basically means is, Um, For iPhone owners who run the update, they will now be able to choose whether an app can track them and retain their data or not. And so there's so many things and implications that are happening for um, people running Facebook ads and potentially, you know, any other kind of advertising tracking. And so we've had a lot of our, mainly our students and people in our free group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs, just being really worried about this. And I think one of the main reasons they're worried about it is that there's so much, I don't want to, is it propaganda? I don't know. People just saying that, you know, this is going to be really bad and it's like the Armageddon of I think it's uh, fear Facebook of the unknown, ads. really. It's the fear of the unknown, but it's also people coming out and saying things that it's going to be, you know, like that all these so-called experts um, basically calling the predicting the future where we don't actually, you know, really, it's impossible to do. So in today's episode, what we're going to do is Karen has come back from maternity leave. Karen has deep dived into the iOS 14 ATT, Apple Transparency, Apple Tracking Transparency um, update, and she's going to give us a lowdown. Sure. So one thing to note is we're talking mainly in terms of Facebook here, but it is across all apps. So whether you're using Google ads, Facebook ads, whether you're advertising through TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram, they're all facing this problem. So it's not just a Facebook problem. Uh, It is across all of them. And as Megan mentioned, if you have run the update recently, or um, if you do run the update, you'll now see a little pop up the first time that you open these apps after or post update 
so what it will say is that the app would like permission to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies. So Facebook basically is wanting to be able to do what it's always done. We use the magic of the pixel, which is installed on people's websites. It can tell us what people look at, if they add to cart, if they make a purchase. Also, what type of website it is that they visit. So whether it's a horse riding equipment website or whether it's a fashion website. And then all of that data gets given back to Facebook and we use it for things like targeting, but also for tracking and measuring our results. So what is the biggest fear that people are having around this? Just before we get into what we can expect and what we need to do, what is the fear? Like when you're calling it a problem, you say this is not just a problem for Facebook, this is a problem for others. It's essentially an update, but what is the problem? Like what's the unknown that that we're facing here? The problem really is that we need to adapt and change now from what we've always done. So Facebook's made lots of changes in the past and we've always adapted This change is probably one of the biggest in that we can no longer rely on that retargeting of somebody's added to cart and we're going to show them what they were looking at. That's been really powerful with Facebook. Now we can't do that if somebody opts out. Now keeping in mind that not everybody is going to opt out either and we don't know yet what sort of that percentage is going to look like as far as people that decide, yep, okay, we can track and and no you can't and one thing that facebook's done that's quite clever is they've created a screen that shows before this pop-up and that screen says you know would you like to allow us to still track you it will um, help you get ads that are more personalized it will support small businesses that rely on ads and they also say that it will help us to keep it free So they're kind of saying, hey, you know, if you don't let us, maybe you'll have to start paying and you're still going to get ads basically anyway. They're either going to be personalised to you or they're going to be just anything. Random generic. Exactly. I'm having a flashback to maybe four years ago, five years ago when I was, and you know, you were probably doing the same thing. We didn't have our business partnership then, but we were saying, there's this amazing new update and it's going to allow us to track websites and there's this amazing thing called the pixel and you know it was it was an update and it was allowing us to do all of these things now the update is changing and you know that's such a short period of time five years and it's i guess the one thing to note and the one thing to take away from all of this is that everything changes that's the only constant with digital marketing, everything changes in terms of the tools. The things that stay the same are the fundamentals of marketing. And so what we need to do is adapt so that we can still essentially perform the fundamental um, elements of marketing, which is giving the right message to the right people. So let's dive into I guess, what what are some of the things that we can expect? So Facebook has said to expect some changes. What does this mean? So Facebook's taken the approach that I'm not going to adapt half the platform for iOS users and the rest of the platform for not iOS users. So they're actually making their changes globally across the platform. So if things are changing for Apple users, they're changing it for everyone. So they're saying expect some changes in their advertising tools, in the campaign setup, targeting, also like delivery, how ads will roll out. And the biggest ones I think for people is the measurement and the reporting. The one thing that I've always said about digital advertising is it's fantastic because you can tell exactly how every cent is spent and also how much you get back. 
and that way you can measure your return on ad spend. Back in the day when we used to put something on radio or TV, we'd just kind of guessed if it worked or not. You know, you'd kind of keep an eye on if the traffic went up on your website and we'd say, you know, we know that half of our marketing's working, we just don't know which half. So now we're going kind of backwards into that in that anyone that does opt out, we cannot track what they do. So we can't tell if they add to cart, we can't tell if they make a purchase. So we're still going to be spending money, but we won't be able to track all the dollars that we're getting back through the Facebook Ads Manager dashboard. And I just, I want to have a little sidebar here and just point out that iOS stands for Apple's operating system. So if you hear us say iOS, it's essentially when Apple has updated their operating system for people. So that's what we mean by that. Okay, so the update affects how Facebook can report um, on user behavior and essentially how we can then track and measure the effectiveness on our ads. Um, And we have had such an amazing ability to do that. But what are the changes in the reporting that are going to happen as a result of this new update? So this is probably the biggest thing that people need to take away from today's update is that you won't see the same level of reporting that you've enjoyed before. And it's not as simple as just going, okay, well, I'm just going to go look at Google Analytics because Google's having the same effects from people tracking. So what you need to do is be aware that although your ads can still go to a lot of your cold audience and you'll see if they click through, if they've opted out from tracking, you won't then see any further actions that they take. So it won't be reported that they've looked at a product or that they've added to cart or the big one that they've made a purchase or how much they've spent. So you'll be seeing the money that you're spending in your reports, but you won't see all the money that you're bringing back. So where you might've been really enjoying a 5X return on ad spend, so $5 for every dollar that you make, it might now start reporting that you're only getting four or three X. You might still be making the exact same amount of sales, but it will look like your ads are doing worse. And because of all of this tracking, some of the ads might not be doing as well. So it's kind of the balance now of trying to figure out, are the ads being affected and they're not doing as well? Or is it just that you're not getting the reporting and you can't see that they're doing well? So it's really important that you're looking at your own platforms like Shopify or WooCommerce and looking at the analytics because that's where the money goes through. That's a true representation of your sales. So you want to be able to look at your sales and go, okay, things are actually tracking the same as usual. I'm still spending the same. Although it's not reporting that I'm getting my 5X on Facebook, I can see that I'm still making the same amount of money. Or you can track and see that things are going down or even up. And I think that's such an important point to really note. And this is something that we've been paying very close attention um, to with the clients in our agency is that at the end of the day, what actually matters is the sales and the revenue of the business and the profit of the business. So if you have been running Facebook ads in the past, you're in a really good position because you're going to have a benchmark as to what you were getting, what kind of spend you were uh, putting in for what kind of result you were getting. If you have not been running Facebook ads, it's still so important to make sure that you're looking at the dashboard that is within Facebook ads and tracking and measuring as much as you possibly can. But what's probably even more important is to look at how many sales you're making at the end of the day. One of the things that we constantly tell our students is that just because you can track and measure everything within um, digital marketing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should. 
And what we mean by that is there's so many metrics that you can look at and it's important to look at the important ones. So in the past, what's been really important to look at is money going into Facebook ads, the direct reported sales that are coming out of Facebook ads, and then therefore that determines the ROAS. But what we now need to make sure that we're adding into that, or we should have been doing anyway, but if you haven't been doing it, is to just really look at your Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever platform you're actually collecting the money through because that is the important metric. So I do have one question for you actually on that because one of the things that we look at for to tell if a campaign is doing well or not in the especially in the top of funnel if you know one of the if it's a higher value product or something that needs a little bit more nurturing if they're not getting a direct return on ad spend in that top of funnel some of the softer stats that we look at are cost per click click through rate number of clicks basically frequency and reach if they opt out of the tracking update are we still going to measure the click yeah so that's a really good question but because the click happens within facebook that's Facebook starter. So they don't have to track them on other people's apps. And therefore, it's something that's happening within that. So we can still tell that they've clicked and we can still get a cost per click, but we're not going to be able to measure anything that happens beyond that point. Okay, that's really good because it, we can then still gauge the cost per click and the click-through rate based on the benchmarks that we know have been set for you know, the industry um, or e-commerce in general, and then we can work out, okay, the cost per click is really, really high, so let's do something about this creative because it co- it's, cost- it's costing us too much to get traffic to the website. So that's awesome. Okay, so another big change that Facebook is rolling out is the attribution setting. Now, we've kind of touched on this, and one of the things that we used to enjoy is the 28-day option, Um, but now that's been changed. So can you just tell us a little bit about what that means? Sure. So the attribution refers to when we're looking in the dashboard and seeing the results, when that happens. So if somebody sees an ad or clicks on an ad, their actions would usually be tracked for a certain amount of time to be contributed to that ad. So now it's going to be down to a seven-day click-through and a one-day view. So what that means is if somebody goes through and makes a purchase – that will only be tracked against that ad, one, if they've opted in, but two, if they're within the seven days of clicking on that ad or one day, 24 hours of viewing that ad. So if somebody clicks on your ad and then eight days later makes a purchase, we won't know that that came through the Facebook ad and we won't actually see that reported. Now, it used to be up to 28 days. So if it was a more expensive product and people took a little bit longer in that buying cycle, we would still know that they came through that ad. So we're going to lose a bit of tracking there as well. So once again, it might start looking like your ads aren't doing as well, even though they are. Uh, And because they're doing the thing of let's make the changes to everyone rather than just to iOS users. This is across the board. So they're now changing all of their attribution settings to seven day click and one day view. Yeah, this is a massive one. So like you said, if something cost a little bit more, what people might've done is seen an ad, had a look on the website, saved it, t- taken a screenshot or you know, sent it to their friend or you know, whoever. And then a couple of 
weeks later come back and made that purchase and so that would have been picked up in the 28 day attribution window tracking whereas now that sale will not be reported even though your initial ads did all of the heavy lifting so as we've said it's just important to have a look at the holistic picture of your sales here so tell us about um, the aggregated event management i know that we've touched on this as well when we were talking about what people needed to do to prepare for the ios update that was coming so you everyone who's listened to that should have already done this Um, and especially our students and clients have all done this but what does this mean for anybody who might be new to the event configuration so this is the aem you'll see it referred to which is aggregated event measurement and it refers to the new limit of eight events that you can optimize for so events for facebook are things like view content page view add to cart initiate checkout purchase those sorts of events that happen and they're triggered when somebody clicks and you know takes those actions so now rather than having an unlimited amount of events that you could um, track you can only track eight so for e-commerce that's not so bad because all those ones that i listed come in under that eight um you might also collect emails so you might have like a complete registration in there you might have a search and you might want that to fire so you can still kind of get in eight so i don't see this as too big of a problem what you need to do is verify your domain this is really important if you haven't done this already you need to go and do it or you're not going to be able to track things going forward so once you've verified your domain you can choose up to eight events and order them so you need to order them in an order that makes sense to you of the most important hierarchy that you want to track because it will only track one event so if somebody for instance our most important would be to make a purchase if they add to cart and then make a purchase it's only going to track the make a purchase it's not going to track the add to cart same for if they view content and then they add to cart we're no longer going to see the view content counted because it's going to count the add to cart so you need to make sure that you put those in an order of like view content down the bottom purchase at the top and then everything that happens in between that in the right order as well Mm, so this is if people actually have them in the wrong order and they have purchased below add to cart for example then their business manager dashboard is going to show the add to cart but not the purchase so you need to make sure that your most important important is at the top um now if you don't know how to do this we put together a free guide um, that you can follow so we'll link this up in the show notes that you can uh, download that and just follow along to set up your domain verification and your aems and that also includes when karen mentioned the list of events that she's put together that's in there as well so grab a copy of that and it's got screenshots step by step exactly how you can set it up so make sure you do that today even if you're not running facebook ads right now you still need to do that okay so one of the most powerful features of facebook ads that we've seen in the past is targeting and retargeting and tracking people based on the actions that they've Uh, taken on our website and then retargeting them so how is this going to change this is probably one of the um, things that i think a lot of our students and uh, community are probably the most worried about how are you feeling about it And, and tell us give us your lowdown on this so this is one of those things that only time will tell as far as how how much this affects our targeting and our results there's a few different ways that this is going to be affected so if you think of interest targeting 
Facebook allows you to target people that are interested in Vogue or Forever New or different fashion if you're putting together, yeah, dogs, horses, whatever it might be. There's, you know, thousands and thousands of targeting options. Those targeting interests are taken from the actions that people take across a wide variety of websites. So if I all of a sudden start looking for nappies and baby monitors, Facebook goes, hang on, this chick's just had a baby. And that's when I start seeing all the baby ads. And that's done because all those websites have pixels and Facebook knows that they're about baby things. So somebody visits a couple of baby websites and Facebook can go, okay, this person's interested in baby stuff. People that want to target baby interests will see, this person will see their ads. That's interest targeting. Now, because they won't be able to track me if I opt out, they won't know that I've gone and looked at a whole lot of baby interest websites. And because they don't know that, I won't be under that interest targeting. So that's one way that it's going to make it harder for us to target people because they can't store that information anymore. The other way that it's going to affect things is in also lookalike audiences. So lookalikes is something that we use a lot. It's something that Facebook puts together an audience that's similar to a seed audience. And a seed audience can be people who have added to cart, people who have purchased. So if you imagine you show an audience of people who are most likely the people that purchase that's a really strong audience. It helps you find people. But because we can't track anyone that's opted out, that seed audience becomes a lot smaller. And because it used to be up to 180 days of people who purchased that you could create a lookalike of, now it can only go up to that seven-day window. So that's a much, much smaller audience. And that means that it's going to be a lot harder to create those lookalikes from Facebook audiences. Yeah. Okay. So essentially there's going to be in a nutshell, there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to, there is going to be things that we need to adapt to and change. And it's just kind of the nature of the beast. So we will get into what you should do, um, in order to really make the most of this, but just as a little summary, can you just tell us, okay, so what can we expect? What is your Um, prediction of what we can expect with this ATT or iOS 14.5 update. So we'll get, like you mentioned, we're going to go through some things that you can actually do to counteract some of these measures, but you are going to need to look a lot more closely at your dashboard within your website to see the sales. You're going to have to look at your ads again. If they've just been running on autopilot for a while, you're going to have to go in and make sure that they're set to the right attribution settings, that you're targeting, have a look at the audience sizes. A lot of them will go down in size. You might have to start targeting more broad audiences or adding in some other interests. And you're just going to have to keep a closer eye on things and not rely on Facebook's dashboard because that is not going to be as accurate as it has been in the past. And so Facebook has warned as well of an increase in cost per acquisition. And um, you've also mentioned in the past that you expect ad delivery and reporting to be affected. So that's kind of, you know, what we've touched on now. But what's what does... Um, when Facebook has warned of this, is that just kind of their prediction? That's like, it's going to cost more to make a sale or is that actually because it's going to be the reporting that it's affected? Yeah. So the reporting is going to show that it costs more, 
in definitely um, but it also may cost more because we're not able to show as good an audience as we were previously and also we're not going to be able to retarget as strongly as we did before so we used to be able to target someone right when they were thinking about buying you know they just added to cart they'd left and then we were like okay we know that you're interested in this we're going to show it to you again now if we can't do that as much I'm going to show you a way that you can but um, that will make things cost more as well so one thing to also kind of I guess think about is that there might be less people wanting or less businesses wanting to advertise on Facebook because it's going to look less appealing. So the less advertisers there are, the less competition there is, the less competition for the auction, which is essentially what Facebook ads are. So it might actually be that the, that the um, costs for advertising could reduce. So we'll just keep an eye on that one. Yeah, so that's your CPMs, which is cost per mention, which is cost per thousand people to see your ad. So my bet is that perhaps that will go down because the competition may start to go down. So those that stick with it, I think could, you know, they're going to have a few bumpy roads figuring it all out, um, but they might actually end up better off in the long run. And it's actually really interesting to note as well, like some people have been reporting that their ads have been really drastically affected and that their ROAS has just completely tanked. However, ours hasn't really, like we've, we run a boutique Facebook ads agency, so we only ever have up to 10 clients at any one time and we've got a wait list for people to join. But in those accounts that we have, we haven't really seen, so we don't have a huge, you know, we don't have a data set of a thousand accounts to, to look at, but ours aren't getting affected that much. And also our students, what's happening with the students' accounts? Are they um, So it's all still change? very new. It's, you know, we're less than two weeks in at this stage, so it's very hard to tell um, what those changes are. Also um, going through, you know, we're seeing very small fluctuations, but nothing major at this stage. So the app's still rolling out. I haven't updated mine yet. So there's going to be more and more people that, that go through and do the update over time. And that's why it hasn't been a, I think everyone was like panicking ready for D-Day and it was all going to happen in one day. And that's just not the case because people are slow to update. Uh, and if you're sitting on the fence about whether or not to update, you know, you might be thinking as an Apple user, what should I do? Um, it's really deciding, do you want to see a whole lot of pharmaceutical ads and, you know, penis extensions? Or would you like to see some ads that are actually relevant to you? Uh, a lot of people in the industry have had a play with opting out and then just screenshotting and showing in some groups that I'm in what ads they're getting. And it is hilarious to see some of the ads that they're getting once they're no longer targeted. Yeah. So actually, I was going to ask you, are you going to opt out? Look, I, I'm not. I actually quite like the ads because I'm a sucker and I get sucked in and I purchase things, but I'd much rather see an ad for something that I'm interested in. Like at the moment, I'm getting all the baby monitors and, you know, baby clothes and, and I quite like going through and like having a look at all the cute outfits and I tend to buy stuff. So I don't want to see a whole lot of stuff that's not relevant. But in saying that, I might do it for a week just to see what kind of ads I get. Yeah, that would be really funny actually to compare the two feeds when you've opted in versus when you've opted out. I'm not going to opt out either. Um, I think like I'm actually quite lazy when it comes to shopping. I see something and then I think oh, I'll come back to this later, but I can never remember it. And so exactly. just like magic, I get retargeted and I <laughs> love that. So it's like my personal reminding system. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so what can we do? It's not all doom and gloom. We've said this so many times in our blogs, in our podcast, on our Facebook group. 
it's not all doom and gloom. The sky is yet to fall. So, the, and there are some effective ways that we can use Facebook advertising and also other things um, to have an effective e-commerce growth strategy before yep. you get into what you should do we're going to ask you about what some of the things and when i say you i mean our listeners what what are some of the things that we can do i also want to just mention that facebook ads are one piece of the puzzle so in our program ecom igniter we go through content we go through making sure your messaging is right we go through making sure you're actually talking to the right people we go through email we go through facebook ads it's just one module out of like eight or nine modules that we have in there and so if you're relying solely on facebook ads i would strongly recommend that you look at this the the strength of your entire e-commerce ecosystem. So that's just one little side note there. But what is some of the things that we can do to prepare for this or to combat this uh, so that's update? A, a really good point because Facebook's just a tool, okay? We don't own Facebook. We've never owned that data or those audiences or even our page fans. So one thing that I really am encouraging all of our clients and our students to do is to focus on emails. So email marketing is still a huge player in e-commerce marketing. And what this allows you to do is we can use Facebook ads to get people to the website. Once they're there, if we can capture their email, then we can take them off Facebook and start to communicate with them via email. But also Facebook allows you to target people based on their email. So you can upload a list of emails and target those people. So what you can do is you can collect their email if you're using something like Clavio, which is what we recommend, you can actually have a custom audience that automatically updates. So every time someone's added to an email list, they're added to that Facebook audience. And that way, when they go to your website, they opt in via their email, we can then retarget them on Facebook using that email audience rather than relying on the pixel. So this is kind of like a workaround to not being able to target them. Also, Clavio will know if they add to cart, you can therefore make an audience of people who add to cart and then retarget them on Facebook. So it's not as powerful as being able to target them instantly with the exact same you know, image of what they had in their cart and things like that. But it does allow us to still pick up those people and to target them not only um, via Facebook, but also via email as well. So, and so Clavio will automatically update those Facebook audiences yeah. based on, so when people come into the Clavio list, so say, for example, someone has initiated checkout and their email is captured within your website, Clavio will put that person in a list and it can then dynamically or automatically update your Facebook audience so that your Facebook ad to cart audience has that person in it if they use the same email address that they um, use for their purchases versus what they log into Facebook with. And the other thing is that you can, because it's all automatic like that, so say if people are purchasing and you've created a purchases list within Clavio and that goes through to your Facebook list or your Facebook audience of purchases, you can use that to create a really powerful lookalike. So there's still ways exactly. that we can use the powerful retargeting and targeting tools. We just have to do it a little bit differently now. Yeah, and one thing that we used to use a purchase audience for is to stop people seeing ads. So we'd exclude people that made a purchase. So 
by not being able to target those people through the pixel, we can show someone the same ad for ages and not stop showing them once they purchase. So by having that purchase list via your emails, because when someone purchases, they put in their email, we can then, and also mobile numbers you can use as well as email, so phone and email, you can then exclude people based on them making a purchase. But yes, the email list can also be a great way to create a lookalike because it can be emails from all time. It doesn't have to be in the last seven days. And then you can create that lookalike from that seed audience rather than relying on the Facebook pixel audience. But in saying this, there are already so many people asking for an email on a website and the whole 10% off your first purchase, to be honest, I don't even bother getting that discount anymore because I'm just like, so many people have my email, I get so many emails, it has to actually be enticing for me to part with that now. And people are going to be a lot fussier who they give their email to. So I want you to be really creative and think of something better than just 10% off your first purchase or $5 off your first purchase. Uh, One that I really love is a competition with a monthly winner. So you put in your email and you can win a voucher or an actual product. Uh, Picnic season do this really well. They have these amazing picnic rugs. They're $200, so they're not like a cheap purchase for a picnic rug, but they're three meters by three meters and I love them. I got one for Christmas. But they have a competition running all the time that if you put in your email, you go into the draw and they give one away each month. If you think about your cost price to be able to do something like that, it's going to be a lot less than what the value of that is. So it's a high conceived value, but you don't actually have to part with that much money and think about how much you would spend getting those purchases, sorry, getting those emails if you were to advertise for them instead. So that can be a really effective way of getting some emails is to run an enticing competition. Yeah, we're also, um, there's constant chat in our free group. So if you are an e-commerce entrepreneur, meaning you own your own online store, run your own online store uh, for yourself or for someone else, jump into that group because we're constantly testing and measuring things. There's constantly people sharing what they're doing, asking questions, all of that type of thing. So jump into that Facebook group if you'd like more ongoing inspiration. Um, now, the next thing that we recommend people do is to use videos. So videos are a really great way to capture attention in your Facebook ads. This just ties back to, I guess, the fundamentals of marketing, right? So even if, let's just say we actually were to remove all targeting and retargeting options within Facebook and go back to essentially Facebook being like the old school billboard or magazine. The winners of Facebook ads or the brands that actually would make the sales would be the ones that have amazing creative that speaks only to their target audience in a way that gives them a really compelling offer and has a call to action that they actually want to take. So we could essentially create some amazing creative and just send it out to every single Facebook user. And if that creative was good enough to get cut through from all the rest of the noise that's on Facebook, but also speak directly to only the people that you want to speak to and give them that call to action, you would still be ahead of the game. The fact that we actually can use targeting and retargeting still is amazing. And I think that's a privilege that we really need to just like acknowledge because like we said five years ago for so long haven't we five years ago we couldn't even do it so we've taken it for granted so videos are a way to do that um so tell us a little bit about what we're seeing with videos 
So the other great thing about videos is that you can create an audience of people who watch a video. So this is another way to tell that people are, you know, digging your content and they've taken the time to stop scrolling and to watch it. And then we can retarget those people. So we talk a lot in Igniter, our course, about top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. So your top of funnel is a cold audience and your middle of funnel is the warmer audience. It's usually people that have viewed content uh, and bottom of funnel is people who've added to cart. So what we can do is instead create a warm audience of people that engage both through your Instagram or your Facebook page, but also those people who are watching your videos. So if they watch a certain percentage, obviously the more they watch, the more interested they are, you can then retarget those people. So you can still create this warm middle of funnel audience uh, and show a different ad to those people, exclude them from seeing your top of funnel because they've already seen that video and then start showing them something else that's speaking the right message to them for that right stage of their buying funnel. So as we've been talking, I've just jumped into one of our clients' ad accounts and we have a campaign set up to retarget people who have engaged or viewed a video. And that middle of funnel campaign for the last seven days is getting 17.62 times return on advertising spend. So it is a really powerful thing. And that's the power of showing a warm audience. Yeah. Rather than someone that's never heard of you, but actually someone that's already seen some content, they know who you are, and then showing them some additional content. I'd love to put a dollar into a slot machine and get 17 out. I think that would be pretty cool. (laughs) Just keep putting the dollars in. (laughs) We actually have a free resource, eight types of thumb-stopping videos that you can create, and we've got examples and um, links to examples. So we'll link that up in the show notes for you as well. Now, just to wrap up, what is your final pieces of advice pieces of advice for people in this uh, landscape right now? So I would just say be patient. This is something that's not going to change overnight. There's going to be a lot of changes coming. Facebook's going to make a lot of changes to try and keep up with things as they see the full effects because nobody really knows yet. And um, what we want is for you to just chill, <laughs> wait, <laughs> see what happens. Facebook's going to be broken not a lot. my virtue. No, it's not. <laughs> But the thing is, whenever Facebook makes a lot of changes, things break. It gets buggy, ads manager crashes, things don't get approved. All of these things are going to be just a side effect of this as well. So just be really patient that know that things are going to be broken and just expect it and then you won't be disappointed when it happens. Uh, And number one is just don't panic. So, you know, things change. It's the only certainty, as Megan said before. Once upon a time, newspapers were the best way that we could advertise and then radio came and then TV and now, you know, newspapers become a bit obsolete because people are looking online and TVs become obsolete because Netflix turned up and Stan and all of those things and people stopped watching free-to-air TV and they stopped seeing ads. So as long as you stick to the core of marketing, which always stays the same, the right message to the right person at the right time, It's just that method that's changing and we're just going to continue to evolve this. Uh, So I believe, you know, privacy is a huge issue and Apple making these changes is probably just the first move and I think others will follow suit. We'll see it on Android and other things soon. So just keep an eye on our blog and in our free group if you're in there as well and we'll constantly update you as we, you know, put into place new campaigns with our clients, we always then come back and sort of teach that in our Igniter program, what we're learning and what's working right now. So keep an eye on our um, content and we'll keep you updated with what you can do to, you know, get over this latest speed bump. So thank you so much, Karen, for putting this all together for us. It's been really helpful and I'm sure our 
dear listeners have found this very helpful. If you have got any questions or if you found this helpful, jump into our free group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram at Unstoppable Ecom. Jump in there, ask us any questions. Um, like Karen said, we're constantly sharing and updating with you specifically for e-commerce. And um, yeah, we'd love to see you in there. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the inside. <laughs> Bye.